John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show! Here's John. And here's Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. How's everything going with you? Yeah, well, it's alright. I had a day out yesterday where um, I went to watch Huddersfield, my football team, in a stadium. Uh, How did they get on? Uh, They lost 2-0. So, by oh, I'm sorry. My friend kind of stitched me up because he, uh, his daughter's got a season ticket, so he's going to take his sort of nine-year-old daughter, and my daughter is friends with his daughter. So I was like, oh, I'll bring my daughter. So I bought a ticket, uh, and then the day before, he mailed me going, oh, actually, she's not coming now. So I oh, kind of no. <laughs> so I said it. So they, I said to Emma like, oh, you know, Sophia's not going. Are you sure you want to go? And she's like, yeah, yeah, I still want to come. So uh, oh, she it won't came. be very much fun. No, so she came <laughs> and we took her to the pub. Uh, it was beautiful weather, but even though they lost, uh, she had a really great time. So there's three events happened <laughs> that uh, she really enjoyed. So what do you think they were yeah. going to football? Well, I was going to say, I, I don't like you, you said. Even though they lost, she had a great time. Yeah. I don't really think the outcome of the match is, was the. <laughs> <laughs> like seven seven years old, like devastated because Huddersfield have lost. Oh, well, down she was. She does care. Yeah, it. no, she cares. She's upset. Oh, does she? Lose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. But so, yeah. so three events happened that cheered her up. Anyway. Yeah. Just on again. Okay, the... I'll guess. Go on in. at the football. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. Uh, <laughs> this will probably say more about me than it does about her. <laughs> but uh, I reckon she had a pie. No. Um, okay. <laughs> She had a Twix. Oh, well, okay. Is that that one of the things that she had No, I mean, she enjoyed it, but that wasn't one of the highlights of the day. Did a bird do a poo on you? No. (laughs) Can you give me a hint? I feel like this is a fairly broad range we're Um, working on. Well, English football, what do you tend to see, especially in the 80s? Did did she see a fight and she thought it was hilarious? Yeah, yeah. So as we were leaving, as we were leaving the stadium, there's like sort of these young Nottingham Forest fans, sort of teenagers, and uh, there's this Huddersfield Town fan who was a bit ugly, and so they, as they were walking past, they started singing like something I can't remember the, it was something like ugly C U N T give us a song, and then this sort of guy who was probably a bit older than me turned around and went, oh, if you say that again, I'm gonna have you, and then they carried on. So he just charged into this group of like young lads and uh, started swinging, and then one of the young lads picked up a traffic cone and hurled it and missed and hit somebody else. And oh yes, yeah, so, but the police police were in there within sort of thirty seconds. Um, that was a bit of scrapping, so she quite enjoyed that. Well, she was shocked at first, but then she was quite excited by it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it is an, it, it is scary, but it is also sort of adrenaline-inducing, isn't mm. it? It's a little bit like a skydive. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as long as you don't get injured. <laughs> so before the match, uh, as we were walking down to the stadium, uh, this old guy in front of us with his group of mates, and um, he just stepped in a pothole and proper stacked it and, like, fell quite <laughs> quite badly. I mean, he was all right, but it was quite a nasty fall. Um, so she was did, like, oh. Did, did his mates give him a big cheer or were they sympathetic? 
Well, I think he was, he was old enough that they were a bit worried. Uh, but he oh, was kind right. of, he was laughing. I think he must have been pissed. So he, he was having a bit of a chuckle. So he was all right. But Emma was like, oh, wow. Because he was literally directly in front of us when he did it. So it was, uh, Emma was like, wow, I've never seen that before. I was like, well, you fall over all the time in the playground because she's always fallen over. She, but I've never seen an, right. an, an old person fall over. <laughs> So she's going to like Facebook because when you scroll through Facebook, quite often there's like the, you know, skateboard fails or yeah. pedestrian <laughs> fails or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they always kind of drag my, they get my attention. Yeah. A little, a little pause at a few people in an unfortunate situation. Well, the it's last like, oh, one, the yeah, last one the was, uh, so after we'd seen the fight, we were walking back towards the pub. We got in, as we get into town, uh, this Huddersfield Town fight got hit by a car. <laughs> No way! Yeah, was, I mean, I it mean, was uh, it was basically a traffic first, light. Is he alive? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a traffic light, so the car had turned in just round the corner, and he'd obviously dashed, tried to dash across the road. It was quite a swanky car. I think it was a Porsche, um, and so he kind of taken his legs out from under him and he'd gone over the bonnet and that. And um, oh wow! Yeah, the police were there, sort of, you know, dragged him to the side of the road. But yeah, yeah. So she had a great day. She was dead excited. With the uh, car crash, was it the pedestrian's fault or the car's fault, would you say? Oh, pedestrian's fault. Just, just, uh, he just know. walked out into the road. Yeah, well, he just tried to get across after the lights had changed and the guy had obviously set off and probably the guy should have been a bit careful because there was thousands of people walking about. But uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and he's driving a Porsche. I mean, if I drive yeah. a Porsche, I know it's a sports car, but I think I'd drive it at like 20 miles an hour only. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So my missus is like that when we go to the car parks. Like I'd be about to go in a space next to a Mercedes. She's like, "Oh, don't go in that one. Don't go in that one." They're worried about cracking their door. So, do you think that this is going to become like a regular thing? You taking Emma to the football with you? Well, this was the second game of the season she's been to see, and they've lost both times. So everybody, all my friends, say she's bad luck. So she's not allowed anymore. <laughs> John, 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 Sam, in Japan. All right, so how about you? Well, yeah, I was going to tell you this story. Uh, I was talking to a woman I know. She's a Japanese woman. Um, and she she lo- she loves cats. She's, like, really into cats. But she, And near where she lives, there's quite a lot of stray cats. And she doesn't have her own cat, but she tends to feed them and they come to her back door and things. Um, but one of these, one of these cats was be- being, like, a little bit of a problem. And her neighbour is, like, a, I don't know, cat rescue person or something. <laughs> the... Because what happens is the cats, obviously, if they breed in, like, you know, in the wild, so to speak, yeah, yeah. they don't they don't get uh, fixed. <laughs> so so it can be a bit of a problem. And then they, you know, they fight and things amongst themselves because they're too testosterone-y. So <laughs> this woman, like the next door neighbour, she has a box where she catches these stray cats and takes them to the vet. Right. And then there's like a local vet who does cheap deals for stray cats. Just, just to basically keep the stray cat population down is the right. thing. Right. So they this this lady I know she told me she said oh so they they put the box out on like Thursday night or Friday night or something and baited it with some fried chicken right which I said to her, I said you're you're lucky you didn't get like a drunken English teacher yeah <laughs> in your box well I know quite Next. a few few English teachers who should be neutered <laughs> <laughs> Mr Bean being one of them oh for for sure <laughs> his wife would definitely agree. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah so they put the box out and she said that this kind of thing could it can take like a few days to get the cat and sometimes you might catch the wrong cat of course 
But they were lucky in this particular case. The first day they put it out, she woke up in the morning and the cat, the, the target cat, was in the box. So they took it to the vet and the, the cat had his operation. Um, and it was like a success. And then she kind of left it to the next door neighbor mostly to deal with. But right. then it was brought back into the area and like released. Uh, but she said, like a few days later, the cat came back round near her house. And at this point now, the cat's wearing a collar. Right. So, so she sort of said, I thought it was a stray cat. Right. It had no collar. But actually, I think someone owned that cat. Right. So she just got a neutered <laughs> a random person's cat. Yeah. I wonder if they noticed. <laughs> Well, I th- I think they definitely would have noticed his balls missing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, well, she said to me that surely that's why they've put a collar on it because now oh, they're saying, Look, "Leave our cat alone. <laughs> our- Can you stop operating on our cat?" <laughs> <laughs> so, do you reckon if that cat saw a box with some fried chicken bait, he'd go in next time? <laughs> I don't. I don't know if he'd have the balls. <laughs> <laughs> This is JNSNJ News. Okay, now it's time for the news story. So, Sam, what have you got for us? Well, uh, last year, I think we did it, and possibly even the year before, um, just come out recently, was the Ig Nobel Prize uh, Awards. Have, did oh, you, have you seen this this year? I haven't looked at it this year, no, but I do like ah, it. Ah, good. So, yeah, I think you maybe you did it for a new thing last year, and I've beaten you to it this year. So <laughs> I'm going to go through a couple. I'm going to give you uh, a... It's like we'll make a little bit of a game out of it, and you can have a guess at uh, a few things. So the first, the first one. They, the Ig Nobel Peace Prize, I don't know if it is the Peace Prize, uh, winners took their prize to the face after t- testing their hypothesis that beards are for more than just looks. The University of Utah scientists, Ethan, Stephen and David, launched a study <laughs> to determine whether having a mane on your face serves a greater purpose than hiding an unfortunate jawline. So what the team did was they, they kind of were hypothesizing that having a beard would protect you a little bit if you got punched in the face. <laughs> so my question to you is, did having a beard make any difference to the like ferocity of impact uh, that a man who got punched in the face would receive? I'm going to say no. Well, the answer is, it says... Since their team couldn't exactly go around punching men in the face to test their theory, uh, they used a fibre epoxy composite in place of human bone and sheepskin as human skin. They compared what happened when they dropped a 4.7 kilogram weight on the sheepskin when fleeced versus sheared. And, drumroll please, the fleeced sample fared much better than the sheared sample. supporting their hypothesis that the face mane may protect the facial skeleton itself. Right. I can't... I mean, just how thin hair is, really, compared to wool. I mean, I don't know. Um... Fair enough, I suppose. Yeah. (laughs) Four point... I don't know. What's the... What's the... um, 
what would be the sort of pressure from a normal punch from a bog standard fist in the face? Surely it'd be more than four point odd kilograms of power. I'd well, guess. it said four point seven kilograms dropped. It doesn't in this article. Oh, I've right. got, it doesn't say dropped. how how high they've dropped it from. Right. Oh, okay. But I guess four point seven is fairly. Two. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you dropped a bag of sugar on your face from, like, oh, well, actually saying that. No, I remember I told that story about when my missus chucked a kilogram of wet wipes in my face, and that thought broke mm-hmm. my nose. So actually, no, yeah, probably four kilograms of wet wipes in my face would probably have, uh, yeah, done me quite a bit of damage. So and it, it would, ha- it, it, yeah, you deserved it. Whatever happened, though, yeah. you definitely deserved it. <laughs> it would, it would kind of also depend on how big your beard was if you had like a little bit of stubble versus you know like one of those amish men with those huge ones yeah it would would kind of like uh vary the impact (laughs) but (laughs) i guess it's uh yeah it's just it's another reason though not to shave your balls perhaps (laughs) yeah The next one on the uh, Ig Nobel Awards this time round was the prize for transportation was awarded to a team committed to ensuring the most comfortable mode of rhinoceros travel. There's like one, two, three, four. There's like 10 people. They made up an international team responsible for researching this question. These people, what are they doing? Oh, God. I think I'm in the wrong (laughs) wrong job. Um, And the question... God. No, no, I'm just saying it's, it's amazing, isn't it, that people get paid to do this sort of job and research. I mean, there's loads of them. I mean, I'll go through them. I mean, they might be listening. Robin Radcliffe, Mark Jago, Peter Morkel, Estelle Morkel, or couple, <laughs> Pierre Depretz, Piet Betel, Birgit Cotting, Baker Manuel, Jean-Henrik Depretz, Michelle Miller, Julia Phillips, Stephen Parry, and Robin Gleed made up the international team responsible for posing the question, are rhinos safer when airlifted upside down? Right. <laughs> I mean, because, so you know, we need to care about the rhinos because they're going to be, we've basically caused their extinction. I think, you know, it's obviously a worthwhile thing. Um, I'm going to say, because it's a massive animal, usually blood would be turning upside down. Do you not get all the blood coming from its legs into its head? And is that not more distressing? I mean, I'm assuming they'd be tranquilised anyway if you're lifting up a, a thing. I'm going to say upside down is worse. Okay, it says, uh, led by Ratcliffe, a senior wildlife and conservation medicine lecturer at Cornell University, the team initially assumed the outcome would show that hanging them upside down would not be in the rhino's best interests. However, after sedating, binding and suspending 12 black rhinos in the air, they found that the animal's blood oxygen levels were much better than the other common method of placing them on their sides. Right. Okay. (laughs) After, After I read that bit about getting the animals, sedating, binding it, and lifting it to the... I was just glad that they didn't talk about removing its testicles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that experiment, I think my wife, my missus tried that experiment on me because I've, uh, I've been drugged and woken up with the horn. <laughs> that was JNSNG News. Howdy y'all, Bob here from Bob's English, the most well-known English language school in the Tokyo area. We are currently accepting applications for new students. 
Why should you study here? Well, heck, I'll tell you why. Some of our teachers are native English speakers. Hell, some of them even went to university. Or at least some fancy pants high school. At Bob's English, you can learn all the important grammar stuff. We'll teach you loads of words, even what them words mean. Get to our website and remember, at Bob's English, you can learn to speak English proper. Jordan Sam's top tip. Hi, my name is Sam, and this is my top tip. If you have a propensity for being an annoying twat, and people often want to or actually do hit you in the face, it might be a good idea for you to grow a beard. Actually, on second thoughts, don't bother. You're welcome. Sam loves musical comedy, and John hates listening to it. John hates absolutely everything. He's a miserable fucking git. Good morning. Afternoon or evening. This is the movie quotes game. To play this game, you've got to ask yourself one question: Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? You'll hear different quotes from a film. Elementary, my dear Watson. Just guess which film they're from. It is not a race, so there is no. And if you get it wrong, it doesn't matter. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Just do your best, and you'll make my day. Who am I to ask? I am your father. Don't like the truth? Who can't handle the truth? Anyway, play the game. Play by yourself, or invite your friends, such as Bond or Bond. Which Bond? James Bond. Let's get on with the game. It is time for me to say. Blame Sam. And. Here's Johnny. It's time for the movie quotes game. And I've just realized I'm starting this section. But at the end of that jingle, it always goes, the last bit says, here's Johnny. <laughs> so you should have really started it. But <laughs> alas, we're already uh, well into the segment. So, uh, yes, listeners, this is the movie quotes sec- uh, game. Uh, John is going to be the question master this time around. I uh, don't know what's happening. So, John, what's going on? Uh, so I've got a famous feel, well, Give you five quotes and see if you can get guess what it is. Um, I'm pretty sure. Well, hopefully you'll get you'll get this. So the first one, try and choose the more difficult, obscure ones first. Okay. Uh, okay. So the first so this one is, is this is going to be one. It's going to be five quotes from the same film. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the first one is, I picked a hell of a day to quit drinking. <laughs> well, I don't want uh, this could be the shortest movie quotes game section ever, but th- is this airplane? <laughs> <laughs> no, it isn't. <laughs> oh, a... right. I think that 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 line is in airplane. No, yeah, it is. Is it? Well, I don't know. It's, this is yeah, do, do, you know the guy who's in the tower of airplane. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and he's, it, on, and he... <laughs> he's on crack and, and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's like the running joke is like, 
um, I picked a hell of a day to quit drinking, and then next is like I picked a hell of a day to quit, yeah, amphetamines or whatever it is. All right, so it's not Airplane, which is a no. good. Oh, what a movie! All right, okay. So next one is, uh, come here, you fucking bastard! I'm going to put you on a fucking barbecue. <laughs> now I can't. I've watched this film quite a few times. I can't remember that actual quote. Right. I can remember the actual scene, but I didn't realise he used the F word. Uh, but according to the quotes, it's, come here, you fucking bastard. I'm going to put you on a fucking barbecue. Right. So this has got... So I was thinking more of a comedy, but... Hmm. But I'm going to put you on a fucking barbecue. So it's an action comedy I'm going to go for. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but I'll take a... I'll hazard a guess at Lethal Weapon. Uh, right. No, it's not. No. Okay. So the next one is... If I had known I was going to meet the president, I would have worn a tie. Look at me. I look like a shmlemeal. <laughs> oh, le- give me a little extra hint with one of your famous impressions. Yeah. <laughs> if I had known I was going to meet the president, I would have worn a tie. Look at me. I look like a shlemiel. So That's supposed I, to be a Jewish, Jewish yeah, accent. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I wouldn't have guessed he was Jewish from the accent. <laughs> Except for the the word sh- what was it shmeal at the end shlemiel. sounds Jewish, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I have no idea. I don't know what a shlemiel is. I'm going to Google it. Shlemiel. Uh, yeah, must be a cock. Must be a penis. Uh, <laughs> so a Jewish guy meeting the oh no, I mean I I remember a, a scene with a Jewish dad who that guy with the curly hair I mean, that does uh that's a lot of jewish guys i know <laughs> but uh, the it's not like uh independence day it is yes well oh! Done. Oh, wow God, oh, three. He, he plucked that out of nowhere <laughs> yeah it's amazing <laughs> who, who was it who said that quote about the schmiel the the dad julius levinson um, is he the guy that I just described? The yeah, kind of grey yeah. black uh, guy? Yeah. Uh, what's he called? Jeff Goldblum's dad in it. Um, according to Google, right, Shlemiel, right. Shlemiel is a Yiddish word for stupid or unlucky person. Stupid or, or unlucky person. Yeah, the next the next quote was going to be uh, nuke him, let's nuke the bastards. And then finally, I was going to say the one that you uh, definitely going to get, I think, would be uh, look, I don't really think they flew 90 billion light years to come down here and start a fight, get all rowdy. I think you'd, right, probably got, right. you'd have probably got it off that. Oh, well done, yeah. you. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely... really pleased with that. That Ind- Independence Day, that was the only time I... So I watched that in the cinema. When was it released? Like, 96, maybe? Yeah, Something I watched like it in the cinema. Uh, 1996, yeah. August the 9th, 1996. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, I remember that kind of... That that time. And it was the only film I've ever been to in the in a cinema in england where people were whooping and cheering and right. literally at the end people stood up and were applauding right oh, where are we we're in dallas <laughs> yeah right i've got because i've googled this uh schlemiel so the the schlemiel is the guy who can't help but screw things up um so larry david would be described as a schlemiel but the, the, below are some classic Schlemiel jokes. Do you want to hear a classic Schlemiel joke? Oh, 
Certainly. Right. So I've not read this. I've just gone. Go Once upon a time, there were two brothers, Zelig and Leo. Zelig was clever and a young fellow, but Leo was adult, a first-class schnook, which is Yiddish for simpleton. Zelig, as might be expected, was welcomed wherever he went. He could tell witty stories and fascinating parables with intelligence and high humour, but poor Leo was never invited anywhere for obvious reasons. Now, the boy's mother was very unhappy about Lee's plight, so she pleaded with Zelig to teach him how to become popular. Tell him some of the riddles, the funny stories and the anecdotes you know so well. Teach him something so that people will at least listen to him and maybe even pay him a compliment. All right, Mama, I'll teach him, sighed Zelig. So he took his brother aside. Listen to me carefully, though. I'm going to teach you a riddle. Tomorrow night at the meeting house, you have to stand up and say, What am I? Some will answer, You are a fool. Others will reply, You're an idiot. To each one, you have to answer, Wrong. Guess again. Finally, when they have all given up, you have to answer, to answer the riddle by saying, I'm hungry. Isn't that clever, Leo? Wonderful, wonderful, enthused Leo, doubling over with laughter. Mm. And all that day and next, he practised the riddle, rehearsed every word Zelig had taught him. In the evening, he went to the meeting house, which was practising every word. Yeah. <laughs> he stood up and called loudly for silence. When the hubbub subsided, he shouted a riddle. What am I? As Zelig of told, everybody laughed. A fool, cried the tailor. Wrong, guess again, answered Leo. An idiot, yelled the grocer. Wrong, guess again. All right, all right, we give up, they acknowledged. Tell us, what are you? Let's eat. Hollered Leo proudly. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I, mean, think, I don't think I'll be telling that to anybody. <laughs> well, you just have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Should do it in an accent, maybe. That would be uh, possibly racist. racist. But, yeah. <laughs> that was the movie quotes game. Hasta la vista, baby. And that's all for today's show. Just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Thanks to Ruben Vienne, Matt Perkins, and of course, mostly to you, the most beautiful and lovely listeners. Yeah, and uh, just for this episode, you possibly noticed we didn't do a burning question because we forgot to put it out there on Twitter. After last, <laughs> uh, uh, I Facebook. thought we were going to get away with it. Don't mention it. <laughs> it had to be for you pesky kids. Um, so it's uh, the, the very question is actually from last episode so it's uh, who's the most disgusting person that you've uh, lived with <laughs> and so give us some give us some uh, things about bad habits that other people have got <laughs> yeah and we, we guarantee it will be released in time for the yeah. next episode don't and it we, will John? Be, and it'll be anonymous as well. So, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, we can retain an anonymous, anonymity. <laughs> anonymity. <laughs> and I think it, it's prob- probably worth, John, uh, you and I asking our wives just what our most disgusting habits are oh, because yeah. they've definitely got an opinion on that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'll ask. I'll definitely go and ask. I might even record us saying it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Anything else? That, I think that's all. All right, catch, catch you later. later. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy. 
not a tape, just an MP3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favorite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you married. You should join in. Answer the burning question. Send a new story. Preferably something we can find about. We're on the social media sites, Facebook and Twitter, day and night. It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com. And if you do this, then maybe, just maybe, Sam will put his clothes back on. John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast.